What's the deal, people? It's your boy, the one and only, your host that do the most, Mr. Vyra himself, aka the villain, because they hate me for my opinion. Hey, I want to welcome y'all back to another episode, Vyra Way Podcast. Make sure y'all share, like, subscribe to the channel, get us in the algorithm. As always, you know, we finna take the game over this year. Got my co-host with me. Man, y'all already know what it is, man. Long Beach Finest, man. <laughs> the one and only Messiah. He done branded himself. You feel me? Now I gotta step my shit up. You feel me? Uh, for sure. We got we got one of the ones for y'all tonight, man. East side to the east side. We got uh East Side's finest in the building. The late great. Come on, man. Y'all know what's going on. Who we got who we got in the building with us? Easter Deal, your favorite East Side nigga, East Side Cowboy. What's happening? What's the word? Sound off on that one. Like I said, this gonna be one of them ones. This, this one of the ones for me. It's kind of crazy how everything go full circle. Cause I remember first tapping into K Boy back in like 2000. I want to say 10 or 11. Might have been before that. Might have been before that. I was on the YouTube fucking around, you know, just looking up new shit. Boom! I see the roll. I see this shit called the roll call. Hit the beat. Uh, not hit play. The the corrupt beat come on. This nigga start gassing. I'm like, what the fuck? This nigga naming every hood in LA. But it's rhyming though, and it's making sense. I'm like, damn, this nigga might be next up. Next thing I know, I seen with the like Schoolboy Q, J Rock, Nip, just everybody who was a part of that New West movement. You was kind of like your name was right there for the people that's not too familiar. So how long you been rapping, bro? Shit, for a minute, professionally since I've been like 18. That's when I started with G Malone in the Blue Division. Like 18 years old. I'm in my 30s now. 18? Yeah. So when you first started rapping, was you taking it serious? Like, you know what? I'm trying to really get on or was it like, you know what? Everybody else in the neighborhood rapping. Let me let me see if I can do it. Fuck it. No, actually, I, when I first started rapping, my uh my uncle that passed away, his name was Ray Mac. He had a, he taught me how to rap and how to write 16 bars and all that. So I was actually uh watching him and trying to emulate him when I was younger. But I wasn't taking it serious when I was younger. I was playing ball. I mean, I played sports, I played football. But watching him do it, I wanted to do it because I, I looked up to him at that time. So he told me everything I knew in rap, as far as the dynamics of it. That's what's up. So what what inspired you to do that roll call record? Because that's what caught my eye. That's how I first heard of you. I heard that, I'm like, oh, this some shit. You know what's crazy? I was before, uh, I guess it was called going viral, I was just trying to just, get my name out there. And I was like, how can I get everybody from the streets to fuck with it, even though niggas be like, you know, quote unquote enemies and all that. I said, you know what, I know a gang of bloods and a gang of crips. So let me just say the niggas' names that I know and shout out their hood, that's how they gonna share it. Because they hood is being said and their name is being said also, so they gonna share it. So that was really my concept of it. And I just wanted to shed light on real niggas from the city, you feel me? So I did it. They keep asking me to do another one. I might do a, a part two. Because <laughs> I know a gang of niggas. <laughs> you, might, you might see that one. You might have just throw some niggas on there with you. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you throw Mr. Bob Miss Shane up in there one time. <laughs> you feel me? Pass him around. You feel me? So with the, um, like I said, you was low-key booming back then. I, I remember vividly, like as far as the West Coast, your name was popping up in a lot of shit. So from... About 2011, we here in 2023, you just dropped a new project. What kept you with that longevity to still be relevant right now? Because a lot of niggas from then, they fell off. It was a lot of niggas like, okay, they next up. You don't hear from them now. You know what's so crazy? I haven't dropped a project in a whole decade since I dropped this recent one, uh, Gangsters Need Love. Man. I don't even know, honestly, bro. I just say that I'm just I'm just blessed for people to still uh, mention me with all the the dope people that that you named earlier, the schoolboys, the J Rocks, and all that, and them the ones that's really getting all the accolades and getting all the big compliments. Uh, I mean, uh, accomplishments, I should say, and um, going gold, going platinum, being on these big tours and all that. And I really never had my fair chance because I was always underneath G Malone. So for people to still put me in those in those in those groups with them dudes like that, it's an honor and it's a blessing too. So I really can't tell you because I know that I've been very inconsistent for like a whole decade. I haven't dropped any music. I might drop a song, then I might not. Then I'm rapping, then I'm not. I was just going through a lot of life shit. So 
for me to still be around, that's just a blessing, bro. I can't even tell you. And then I just know that I never did no sucker shit musically or in the streets too. So everybody still fuck with me. My relationships is was key though. I kept my relationships, whether I was rapping or not. I still kept my relationships. I still called everybody, checked in, tapped in with them. You know, that goes a long way because everybody called niggas' phones and they asked for things. I don't ask for nothing. I just really just call and check on niggas' well-being. That's deep. I feel that. I feel that. Do you have any music in the hard drive from, from back then, like before everybody blew up? Like, we all just in the lab and you like, damn, I forgot we even did this. Yeah, I got some shit with... Uh... With Kendrick and Ab, so I was like, damn, this before DSPs even existed. You feel me? So I was like, damn, if I had the opportunity to drop it right now, that shit would go viral. But you know, we all grown now. We all sound different. We rap different too. And I want to keep my relationships, like I said, so I wouldn't even try to do that. I mean, I'm still real tight with the whole TV and even top. So I wouldn't even ask them, can I put out that old record? Nah. Nigga, niggas don't want to hear that. <laughs> I know, sure. Because yeah. even then, just being back then and them. In that time, you might have a different mind frame of what you on now. Do you feel like now is your moment since you've seen all of these people that you was coming up with had a moments? Now that you back into the music? I honestly do feel like that. And everything is timing too. I feel like if I would have got on back then, I was I was wild back then. I feel like I probably wouldn't be able to handle success. I'd probably been locked up or even worse. You feel me? Because when you get a lot of money when you're young and you're really in the streets, I feel like all I was going to do was just fund the gang, honestly. <laughs> you feel me? And just turn up. Now that I'm mature and older, way more wiser, I know what I need to do. I got children now. So even though I had children then, I only had my twin boys at the time when I was younger, like when I was like 21. But I still was wild, though. It, it really didn't set in yet to like how I was doing now. Like they teenagers now. You feel me? It's a cold world. I'm trying to teach them that it's cold. It's real harsh for black men. I'm trying to, you know, raise them the right way. Thank God they ain't take my path. They only want to be in the streets at all. They some cool dudes. One on the honor roll. You feel me? So then I wouldn't be able to handle this shit. So now to go back to the question, yeah, I really feel like it's my time now. It's my moment. You know, I'm uh, I'm seasoned, and I feel like you know the game could use some shit like this. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Go ahead. Yeah, now I was gonna say, matter of fact, just because on the West Coast in general, we we got artists, but we don't have the realism as it used to be. I would think. I think it's like a it's like a space. It's like a void for maybe a few artists to come out the West. You got everybody else on these East Coast raps. You got down South. You got they all got what they got. As far as us on the West, it's not the same thing. We always go back to together or pushing that how it's supposed to be. I just said this on like another interview. If we come together and support each other more, we'll be all right. We'll be back on top. But I know we deal with a lot of street and gangbang politics, and you know it hinders us from a lot of things that we should be doing right now. But I'd be like a lot of dudes. We all deal with each other. Like at least people like us. Y'all doing a podcast? That's dope. I'm doing music. You know, I feel like we can. We can open up the doors and open up a conversation. Like, you know what? Y'all might interview some blood niggas. Y'all might y'all might even interview some Hispanics from y'all area, you feel me? And y'all might can open up the door and open up the conversation. Like, you know what? These dudes not even that bad. Cause a lot of us, we take on beefs that we wasn't even a part of. We just know that, okay, this comes with the game. But we didn't even have anything to do with what happened before we even jumped off the porch. A so a lot of so a lot of that shit we just talk wrong, bro. I feel like we just gotta just, you know, relearn unteach some things and then and reteach them. So I think we'll be all right. As far as the West Coast, that's just the only thing that hinders us, bro, is just the 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 community. We not we not together like that. And everybody wanna be the guest, uh be be the best. And I get it. We competitive. I'm a competitive person, but you know, we can still be competitive and still it don't cost a dime, bro, to tell the the world and use your platform and say the next nigga's next. But we don't do that out here like that. Like, I generally post niggas' music, whether I know them or not, if I really feel it. Man, you, it's hard to get a nigga to do that out That's here, bro. Yeah, we say the same thing, because I want to see a nigga win. Yeah. Especially if you're coming from the struggle, why would you not? Because yeah. I, I, it feel good to see somebody that climbed out of what I climbed out of. and if, Or I'm trying to climb out of. It should motivate Exactly, you. yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, man. So you, you know. say fatherhood changed you. I think that's big that you spoke on that most 
famous people, or a lot of, I ain't gonna say most, a lot of famous people, especially rappers, try to keep their careers and their family life separate, like to the point where some even won't even mention them having kids for whatever reason. But the fact that you're so open with it, how how do you balance out fatherhood and rap? And coming from the background that you come from, are your kids privy to all of that that you experienced growing up? Or did you like keep the lines separate? Like, hey, you really don't need to know about this. Like, you know what? I, I'm honest with my children. You know, I even take them back to the old neighborhood and all that. You know, the homies from the hood, they call them uncle and all that, even though the kids wasn't raised over there. I just let them see, you know, what, I, what I've been through and how we grew up and what you don't want to go through, what you don't have to go through, because I already did that. You know, I lost my older brother. He was from my hood, too. So, you know, they was they was aware that their uncle was killed due to gang violence. So I think just seeing that, my little cousin from Fodies got shot in the head. and You know what I mean? Now he's he can't even walk the same way. You feel me? So my kids seen that. So they was like, we don't even want to go down that road. You know what I mean? So I keep it honest and real with them at all times. But I let them know that y'all don't even have to do that. That's really like a waste of time. If I could do it all over again, I would. I know a lot of people always say they wouldn't change shit. I just feel like niggas lying. <laughs> like you would want to change it because sure. your life can be in a whole different space. Maybe in a better space right now. Or we wouldn't have to take this long to get to the successful moments that we're trying to get to if we could start all over and do it, do it all over again. But like I said, we were just led the wrong way. That's all. We were just misguided and misled by people that was misguided and misled. So, well, yeah, having kids, especially having daughters, really changes you as a, as, Ooh, as a I man. I know all about it. Yeah, having daughters. You feel I know me? all like, about it. I'm going it. through the whole teenage, think she cute. Oh, like, man, it's driving me insane man, right the, now, Man, the periods, them attitudes. Yeah, them, all that. Oh, my yeah. God. I don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> <Nigga, laughs> ready for that? Nah. <laughs> for nah, your yeah, but nah. I think, and then you say how, how balance it. It it is hard because you want to spend majority of your time with your children. Like you know, I was just doing some musically. I had OT in the section earlier. I was doing all that. I was been gone since the morning. I came home, changed, came to this. They only seen me probably for like forty five minutes. Even though I live in the household, my kids. That's what I'm blessed to have. But now when I leave here, I gotta go do something. I might not be back in the house at like three, four in the morning. Don't see them till the morning. So it is. It's kind of hard. And then if you have a lady, that shit really hard, bro. Because they don't really understand it. They support you and act like they do, but they really don't understand it, bro. You know, especially if a nigga that's always around females, and then you got to hear that all day. So it's it's hard. But I balance. I do it. Because you have to. You know what I mean? And especially because I live there. It's no excuse for me not to balance it because I live there. Right. You feel me now? If I didn't live there and I wasn't with their mom or if I had multiple baby mamas, it might be real hard to try to balance it. But... Most niggas got the easy way out when you know when you don't live with them. Cause all you gotta do is really spend a little bit of time, send a little dough, and you good. Nah. I like being there because I get to see every moment in real time. You know what I mean? I don't really miss a moment unless I miss something that happened while I was out the house. You know what I mean? I don't miss anything like, oh damn, I couldn't go to that game because I don't live with her or I'm not or I'm getting into it with their mother. Things of that nature. Like, I get to see anything that my kids doing positive or with their growing experience. I get to see it all. That's and, a blessing. I want to see it all. So. That's a blessing. That's actually pretty rare in our community. It's usually split household. You're doing some type of 50-50 shit. So, the fact that you're there, you get to see it all and balance your career at the same time, I think that's that's pretty dope. That's what's up. I'm and big on fatherhood. So, shout out. I shout out to you for bringing man. that I up. Because I'm. that's like... One of my pride and joys is being a father and being there, like you said, for every moment. Still out here trying to get it, but making sure I don't give a fuck what I got to do to make it to that game. I'm making it to that game. Now, we got to highlight that. I know this is the things that we supposed to do. You know, if you lay down and you make that decision, you're supposed to take care of your children. But like how you said, in our generation and just our people, we're not used to seeing that anymore. It's not like when our grannies was growing up and all that and being together for 30 and 40 years. And we, that shit, not like that. We don't even love like that no more. We always it's, we always calling it quits. It's easy to leave now, you know. And they have a baby with, I, man. I go to baby showers now, and then it's like you, you got to be the baby daddy for your homegirls or, or your girl cousins or something, because that nigga ain't man. right there. And I'm not saying all black men do that, but that's what we see right now. Or they just having babies just to just have babies because the woman think it's gonna keep them, 
or he having a baby or they don't even really want it. So it's just a lot that be going on. So I like highlight niggas that really deal with their children. I'm like that like that too, because I feel like we don't get enough credit as black men. The Facts. ones who really take care of their children. That's a fact. That's a super fact. Sometimes it's crazy because I ain't got kids, but I see the I see a lot of the good niggas that's taking care of their kids going through worse shit than the niggas that ain't. Dealing Come on, with, dealing bro. with their relationships. Yeah. Talk about it. <laughs> it. It usually be like that. So yeah. with this new with this new EP, the gangsters need love. Is that what inspired that? Because when I re, I be re, I'm a, I'm a comment reader, so I go to videos. I'm listening. I'm reading comments, and it's like some of the criticism you got was, man, this nigga eat too hard. This nigga rap about too much street shit, or everything. This nigga rap about some gang shit. So I put this album on. I'm like, oh, hold on. This for the ladies, low key. Like, this is smooth, total 180 from what I'm used to hearing. So, yeah. is this like a, a rebrand or is this just the bag you in, you know, with the fatherhood and, and being in the household with your girl? Like, what inspired this? This really the person I am. If anybody really know me, this really me. So, like, I'm really from the set. I'm really from the gang and all that. That's cool. But, nigga, not hardcore 24 7. No nigga is. I don't yeah, care who no. you are. You know what I mean? Niggas is not that tough. Nigga don't want to spend nigga his whole life in jail, and a nigga don't want to clock out before his time is really supposed to be. You feel me? So I just said it was like a double a double entendre for me. It was, I feel like gangsters need love because what's the first place we turn to if we feel like we're going to get love in the household or something? The streets. So I be feeling like niggas need real love because we think the streets is love, but the streets really don't love us back. And then on the flip side, Every nigga, you know, if you heterosexual, nigga, you love your woman. You love your woman, your man, your side, your freaks, whatever. If you're a Mac, you got all your women. You love that. And most niggas share their most intimate and darkest secrets with a woman. You know what I mean? So I just be feeling like, because gangsters do need love. They be feeling like we got this hard shell up on us all the time. We got this pride. You know what I mean? We got this persona that we just tough all day. And yeah, nigga, this the gang. Nigga, this cribbing. It ain't like that all day. So no. nigga, I don't even listen to rap all day, bro. <laughs> you feel me? At night, nigga, ten o'clock when I leave when I leave here, I'm finna I'm finna be listening to R and B on the way yeah. to where I need to go to. That's just me. I don't even like listening to it all day, and I do it. But that's why that's why I, I did it like this. Yes, it was geared towards women. That was really it. But that's how I feel though, because I be feeling like everybody trying to be tough in the rap game, and ninety percent of the niggas ain't tough. That's a fact. Niggas, niggas is playing for real. And on some real, like, you know, trying to be successful shit, like, women support way more than niggas. It's going to be a thousand niggas that's want to get in my shows free. I don't want to do a gang of shows when it's a gang of Crib and Bloods no more. I love my people. Like, y'all can still come, but I want that shit to be predominantly women. You know what I mean? LL Cool J came out first as, like, a battle rapper. Getting on niggas' head, real rapper, rapper. Once he did, I need love. Man, that's where he skyrocketed. Took off. You feel me? Even Dirk still do street music, right? But he came out in the cheap keep area where they was rapping. He, he put the auto tune behind it. Now look at him. He doing songs with the biggest females in the industry because he switched up a little bit. You don't gotta go all the way, but this is me anyway, though, bro. So if people really know me. That that's why it, if you you fuck with the project, it just it's easy. I talk about it on a high level, especially when it comes to women. I get in trouble all goddamn day because of this. So, <laughs> hey, I might as well make some money if I'm going to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Look, shout out to the ladies, man. Biggest, largest consumers in the world are women. Yeah, that's a fact. It's crazy, though, that you say that because I remember, uh, I think like a call of Tupac said, he said he make music for the women. Because the women going to go out and get it, then the niggas going to support what the women want anyway. Of course. Yeah. If you ride with a bad female and it's your first time kicking it with her and she playing something that you ain't never heard before, but it's like on some cool shit, you're going to be like, who is that? Because you're going to want to know, like, okay, I got her. This is what she likes, so I'm going to play that. But then again, you know, if you're out in the field, you're going to play that for the other female too. You're going to act like you put her on game. <laughs> nigga, I always say, I give niggas like, you know, scenarios. I'll be like, all right, you can pull up playing little bro YG left, right. If I pull up playing Chris Brown privacy, who gonna get the most attention? It all depends on what type of woman you trying to attract. Yeah, unless you want the you rats. Know what I mean? Because yeah. you feel me? Because if I pull up playing, I think I might get the more attention because they gonna be looking anyway because my whole demeanor is gonna be like, hold up, why this nigga playing this? Hold up, I'm gonna see what he into. 
You know what I mean? Despite that the young nigga in the corner in the other car turned up playing some ratchet shit and all that. Try it one day. <laughs> <laughs> Try it one day. Now I know what you mean, because they'd be surprised. I'll be listening to oldies. So they hear me listening to that. Like, what what you know about that? You yeah, know man, I mean? that's what real music is. I yeah. actually listen to R and B sometimes to get inspired before I even start rapping. Even if I even rap on some gangster shit. I can't listen to rap and get inspired by rap. I like I love it. I look up to it, especially, you know. The ones who came before me, but I'm like an R&B thug for real. <laughs> uh, no, no rap before 12. I feel that like I'm with that movement yeah. for sure. How would you describe your rapping style? Because I was listening to that that new Wu style. He was low key like more bar for bar than I'm used to hearing from back in the days. It's like yeah. it, it was less gang shit. It was more like boring up, like damn near on some East Coast shit. I really can do it all. It all depends on what mood I'm in or which cowboy the consumer wants to hear. If the consumer want to hear the rap cowboy, then I can get you like on the wolf style. If you want to hear the little fly cool shit, like Gangsta Need Love, then I'll rap and do the melodic. If you want to hear some super genuine West Coast gangster shit, oh, that shit is easy. You feel me? So it all depends on what the consumer want, but I just feel like that I'm just, um, I'm ambidextrous when it comes to music. I can do, I can do it all. I mean, so when you in a studio, you, you fucking with the melodies, is that really you hitting them notes or is that like, hey man, put this auto tune on this, let me try? Well, I can hold a note. I don't think I'm a singer though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can hold a note. Of course they got the auto tune on it, but I can hold a note. I think that's what makes it better. That's yeah. what makes it sound better. Cause you can tell when somebody is, when they overuse the auto tune. The whole motherfucking yeah. song be yeah. auto tune. When you yeah. really hear they overuse, that mean they really can't even hold a note. I mean, sometimes that shit, I can't listen to that for a whole project. But I can hold a note good enough to make it sound good. So that's how I be coming out the way it come out. So so East Side K-Boy, you made sure to put the East Side in there. What what, what inspired you to do that instead of just K-Boy? I mean, I was going through an identity crisis. I was going to change my name to, I seen all the homies start changing their name, like K-Dot, you know, the Kendrick. Even right now, today, like, the homie Problem changed his name to his real name, Jason Martin. I was like, my name sound like an old slave owner. I can't use my real name. <laughs> so I tried to go doing some like, start looking at fly cars like the McLaren. I was gonna change my name to like K McLaren. That was cool, but it just, it didn't fit me. Then my manager was like, you change your name, but you still doing K-Boy gangster shit. So if you're gonna change the name, you gotta change everything. I was like, damn man, what I'm gonna do? Then I just did K. Then I just did KB. And I just said, you know what? I'm gonna just put the East Side in front of it. So you can know that you talking about me. When anybody see that, they can be like, okay, yeah. That's that's the K-Boy that we talking about. We know. The East Side K-Boy. Cause that's how they do it anyway. You know K-Boy? Oh, K-Boy from the East Side? That's how it be anyway. So it's like, just fuck it. Then I'm gonna just rent my section anyway. Okay, so it's more so where you from? Yeah. Kind of branding yourself with that. Exactly. But it's the East Side everywhere. Come on, man. East Side Connection. So I see you uh fucking with the Shockerware. You you sponsored or you just got... I'm the creative director over there, bro. Yeah. I honestly went over there for a sponsorship and for a billboard, and that shit turned into something big. So that's why when y'all see all these uh billboards and all the rappers on there, that's that's my doing, that's my work. They like really giving me like the access and the leeway to really do what I want to do over there, but in a creative space. It's a, it's a dope marketing team over there that I'm a part of. And they gave me the position and that shit been cracking ever since they put me in that position. So that's why I, earlier today I had OT over there. He did a photo shoot for us. Cause the t-shirt that I got on, it's like the new one's called the designer T. So, you know, nigga probably thought this was like some Balenciaga type shit, but it's the Shocker, but it's called the Shocker Designer T. Nigga, this the Shocker Sherpa jacket. These ain't Levi's, these Shockers. Shocker trying to they, yeah, they elevate going viral with yeah, this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Shocker going yeah. viral. We got some new shit that I, I I can't disclose though, but they let me be like, look, man, we got to do some of this trendy shit too, because it's really a blank company. So it's a blank company. So they really want you. We they really we really want to be the canvas to like. If you had, like, the, if the East Side was your clothing line, I want you to put it on Shaka Blanks. It's really a blank company. 
That's mm. all they specialize in, top quality blanks. So even with the jeans, they don't really do logos. So that's why you would never know that it, it is what it is because they don't do logos. So we trying it right now because a lot of Hispanics like logos. So I tell them they gotta, if they're going to do the culture, they got to dive in, not just in the, in the hip-hop black community. got to do it in the Hispanic and Asian because I feel like we are, you know, we the, we the culture. All of us. Yeah, everything connected. So you think yeah. you're you going to put your own stamp on it or you? Yeah, because I got my own clothing line and they let me do anything that I want to do. But I just say, let me just really learn this. They really teaching me over there. You know what I mean? They, they really teaching me, learning the business. Um, the owners over there, that's a family. Like, we super dialed in. Like, it's going to be like a year anniversary, like on the 15th from me. I've been over there for a year. You know what I mean? It started off a little shaky, but then... I start showing my value and my worth. I mean, I had it with all the rappers, but I'm talking about now with my ideas. They're really letting me just go, okay, that's what you think, hey boy? Cool. We sit down collectively, everybody agree. All right, let's do that. They like really gave me that. So that's why I'm going to start my podcast. I'm going to do it over there. I mean, they doing everything. They let me just do what I want to do. As long as I don't tarnish their name. You know what I mean? I had a brand looking crazy, but they fuck with it, bro. And I'm just trying to help my niggas. Anything that I could do to help my niggas that's doing something positive and good, man, come on over there. You know what I mean? I'm about to bring this shit back. I call it the Shaka style. It's nothing but a freestyle. I'll just put Shaka in front of it where um, we we mainly want people with names, but I told them, like, nah, let's make that a platform for people that don't have no platform that they can get on the Shaka style because I'm over here and I brought Mozzie and this person and that person where they want to be a part of it. I like, you got to, you know, it's community. Like help bring back the community. I'm like, you know. Damn, so you the man behind the magic. Cause I seen uh shout out to Lil Sodi. I seen his billboard. Shout yep. out DW, seen his billboard. I got DW up. Come on, man. Yeah. Shout out OT, man. He be up here real soon. OT, tap in, nigga. Yeah, nah. But yeah, I, I'm I gonna have OT all over uh Long Beach too. I'm gonna do some more shit with Flame. That's Lil Bro. So we finally have that that one billboard. That won't be the last time you see. So and then um that's the best form of promotion. It's still everybody feel like that's old school. That's still Best promotion, you driving in your city, you tell somebody, or that somebody look up, they see you. That's me, yeah. yeah. So I got flame. I just brought uh, my crazy row over there the other day. He gonna be up in the okay. secret from Long Beach too. Yeah. Um, I had Mozzie before he, he went in, RJ. Free Mozzie. Uh, Zoe, Zoe Summer. I'm trying to uh, talk to Airplane, j 305 I got him shit, Lil Soli, like how you said. I got a lot of niggas, Compton AV. Okay, yeah, you got that's to, big. Shout out to Shaka too. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when Shaka first hit the scene yeah. back when niggas was, was only rocking pro clubs. Niggas like Shaka, they low key sure. took shit over. Nah, yeah. yeah. See, a lot of people don't know the history. So I'm gonna give a nigga some game. I'm gonna give it a game on this podcast. You know, the late great Nip. That was one of my closest friends. Nigga, the marathon shirt was on the Shaka T-shirt first. The first marathon shirt was a Shaka T-shirt. That's deep. You feel me? So, yeah. If Damn. he was if he was alive, he'd be doing business with him for sure. You know, shout out to Black Sam. We got something in the works, like, you know what I mean? Rest in peace, Nip. Shout out Black Sam. Man, shout man, out Shaka for fucking yeah. with the streets, man. I, I like that. I like that movement. I've been seeing it. Shout out to Shaka, man. Yeah. Speaking of Nip, I was on your Instagram. I seen you telling the story about how you linked in with Joe Moses. Yeah. Like, right when it got to the good part, it cut off, though. Like, I didn't get to see the interview, though. But I, So I didn't get the full scale of the story. Won't you uh let us know, you know, how, how you put that together for the people who may not have seen it? Yeah, um, just a regular day. Um, Joey wanted to do a song with Nip. So I'm like, okay, cool. It just so happened that I was gonna be with Nip the next day. So what I did was went to Joey's studio first, chopped it up. I'm like, man, I'm finna go to his hood right now. I guarantee I'll bring him back, like for sure. So I go. I do what you're supposed to do first. My nigga Draws is over there. For y'all don't know who Draws is, that's Big U. So I'm like, hey, yo, uh, Joe Moses from BNG want to do a song with Nip. But I'm going to ask you first, because I know that's West Side Game Bay politics. I'm just a nigga in the middle that know both sides. I'm like, but, you know, that'll be big for the city. He like, he ain't even like second guess. He like, oh, for sure, because we not knowing that he used to mess with Joe Moses' daddy back in the day. Rest in peace, Big Joe Bucket. That was um, from VNG as well. So him and Big U already had a relationship. 
So it was already cool. Like that shit probably was gonna happen whether I did it or not. Yeah. I just made it happen faster. So take take Nip over there before we get out of the car. He like, hey, you sure these niggas ain't from the trip? I'm like, nah, bro, these niggas is fans. And that's no disrespect to niggas. Niggas, we be having pride. Like, bro, if you're a fan of a nigga, you're a fan, it's okay. Yeah. Like it's good, but you know. Man, we got this testosterone pride shit going on. You don't want to be called a fan. But I'm like, bro, it's cool. You're a fan. If you like this nigga music, you like it. Right. So, so I'm like, bro, they fans, bro. But I wasn't disrespectful. I'm just trying to tell them, like, it ain't even like that. Like, it is what it is in the streets with y'all hood. But them niggas fuck with you. So we go in. You know, it's like an awkward silence. Of course, him and Joe Moses embrace each other because that's the connection. It's a studio full of Dombos and that motherfucker, too. Um, Cores is there. Um, Jacasso, rest in peace. He was a dope producer. He was there. Um, Kors is another producer. Him and Jacasso worked on the Tooth and the Booted beat, YG back oh, in the okay. day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Slap so, um, yeah, man, it was a uh, it was a lot of people in there, but it was most definitely a studio session full of Domino's. So Nip going there, and he do this shit. He used to love making that reference about the, you know. Uh, Chain on my neck, fat, the S on my hat, neighborhood. I repped that. I look like, oh, <laughs> this nigga, man. Why would he do that here? We walked out the booth. Everybody just looking. And it's like, go up. Niggas was like, yeah, blood, that shit was hard. Blood, that shit was bragging. I was like, oh, shit. They're like, whoo, yeah. shit. So then, so then I'm really looking at that nigga like, yeah, nigga, I told you, nigga, it's all good. Nigga, I told you, you to come <laughs> yeah. over here. We leave, they chop it up, exchange numbers, all that, make the connection. We leave, we laugh about it all the way back to his neighborhood. And um, it was a song called Flags Up. We could never get the video done because it was just hard. It was already cool that we got the song done, but it was just hard to keep niggas from, like, keeping their hands down and making this and, uh, gestures, cause that's, that's so just, natural. Yeah, natural. Yeah, yeah. Once the music so, come on, the nigga. So then the video never happened. But I was so happy that the relationship was good. You know what I mean? Cause after that, y'all see how you know Nip brought Joe Moses out. You know what I mean? Joe Moses brought Nip out on certain shows, and all that was all good. And everybody always looked at it like, man, you hooked them up. Why they? Did? I said, bro, I wasn't. I was inconsistent. It was no reason for a nigga to bring me out. Why? Cause I'm the homie. I ain't had no music out. Like that, these niggas had records on the radio and big records in the streets. But you know, I just felt good about like you know, I did that. I helped do that, so I'm gonna ever for be uh be a part of history by doing that. So I look right. at it like that, and I did it because it was genuine. I ain't want no recognition from it, but niggas be want to know how they met. So now that I know that's my time, it's a lot of shit that niggas don't know that I'm behind because they just don't know, but. I'm starting to, you know, let it out now. Yeah, and they got to put that out there. That's some exclusive shit. Man, dude, y'all got footage of that? That would have been like some legendary footage. That's why I hate that we couldn't get the video. You know what I mean? I hate that we couldn't get the like video. Like that studio session that y'all yeah, walking too. in, he laying that verse and walking out, and you like, Cuh. So this today is the social media now. So now anything you do, you got your phone out. You don't want to miss a moment. We wasn't like that back then. Nigga just embracing the moment. Yeah, we just like, we just embracing the moment. We didn't think to always have a cameraman or none of that. It was just like. We in the moment. Now you be like, oh, who coming? All right, make sure you got the cameraman. All right, make sure your phones is out. So it's just, you know, times change. Shout out Joe Moses, man. You you got anything um as far as like the, the new up and coming rappers? Do you feel like it's your job? I ain't gonna say your job, but like to uplift them, like, man, let me get on the verse with you. Like, I see what you're doing. You just need a little motion. Let me, bro. That's me. Let me kickstart. That's me. I'm, I'm just a solid individual. I do that. I just go back to, bro, saying like, you know, niggas don't support each other. I do. A lot of people tell me to stop saying these niggas' names on interviews because don't nobody give me my flowers. But it's good because I don't do it for that. I do it because I generally like the shit. Like, like the young niggas now. Like, especially I be on some Eastside shit. So, Zoe Sama's dope. You know what I mean? Airplane James is dope. I got two homies from my section. Tiny Gotti, uh, Lil Let Loose. Um, who else? Who else is dope that, that I like that, that's up and coming? That's fly right now. That's buzzing. Um, like, I like my crazy role that I just brought over the shot. Yeah. From Long Beach, you feel me? <clears throat> um, yeah. 
it's, it's a lot. Then I hate when you start saying the names, you forget somebody. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got another little homie named uh, Eastwood. Like, nah, I, I like the new niggas, man. I think it's, it's something for, for everybody. Feel me? So, do the I'm politics. Racing. No, not to cut you off. The politics now, compared to the politics when you first came in the game, better or worse, as far as the game being politics, is it a little. Little, little less strenuous than it was back then, you know. Because yeah, back then, a lot of niggas like, "Oh, come from where? I can't do a song with yeah, that." Now it's just like, yeah, it's, it's whatever. Better. It's better. It's way better. Cause you'll see, like, Savi doing a song with the Jungle niggas. You know what I mean? When everybody was mad at the Jungle niggas, you know what I mean? So it's cool. Like, you know, DW did the song with Crib Mac. You feel me? And niggas was mad because it's like, bro. Too. At the end of the day, it's like, bro, this is music. And I'm dealing with that one individual. You know what I mean? And I tell people that just because niggas fuck with niggas don't mean niggas fuck with their whole hood. Even though it would be lovely to, but it's like a nigga fuck with them individuals. Like you can't be mad at that because everybody fuck with an individual from a hood that they not supposed to fuck with. That's a fact. Nigga, I know y'all niggas got homies from 20s. Nigga, I know niggas that's from the other side in my section too. Nigga, I know you, I know you. I'm not going to switch on you. I'm definitely not going to change because... We chose different sides of the tracks. That's weird to me. That's a fact. So, but on music, I feel like it's it's easier. You know what I mean? These niggas trying to get some money. You know what I mean? These little niggas trying to get some money. So yeah, I feel niggas, like it's easier. Niggas be forgetting the goal. But even then, I always tell niggas, I ain't saying you got to be that way, but don't act like it ain't a reality where it don't exist. Because when niggas go to jail or niggas go to certain places, you got to coexist with your enemies. You know what I mean? To an, to an extent. But mainly in prison. I say county jail a little different, but it's still yeah, but reality still, to what like, happens. Yeah, yeah, when you forced to. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, I ain't never been to the pen, but all these stories, my brothers and my, my big homies always say it's not even forced though. Like in the pen, that's just you really on some black shit. But niggas be like, if I could do that shit in here, but we treated like animals and we locked in cages, why I can't do it on the streets? Like I feel like that's just weird. For a nigga to be locked up with a nigga, and they say, nigga, your best friend gonna be your enemy. You're gonna be spread with him. You're gonna be using their phone. It's gonna be that nigga who's gonna embrace you and take you in, like, oh, you ain't got no story or nothing? Oh, it's cool. I got you. And you looking like, is this a setup? It's like, no, that's just how it is. Because you really don't even know that individual. Like I said in the beginning of the interview, bro, we take on beefs that we have nothing to do with, that we know nothing about. It came before our time. It's a whole new nother generation. I'm fighting a war that my homies fought. 30 years ago. That's crazy to me. Then you find out the reason it started, you like, hold on. You be like, oh, this yeah, it's weird. A bitch, bro? Like, yeah. yeah. Or even less than that, you be like, yeah, that's weird. So that's why niggas get knocked down. That's why niggas' relatives and siblings and brothers and sisters not here no more because of that. And you start waking up like, okay, that's crazy. Nigga love the set. Nigga love the hood. Nigga love where he came from, where he grew up. But when you start realizing certain shit, you like, Man, this shit fucked up. I got to get my mind right. Most definitely. And it's more to life than just a set. Like, it's a big-ass world out here. And once you start seeing that shit, you like, oh, yeah. That's what I'd rather do. I got to do that. Get your passport, man. Move around. Like you say, it's a big-ass world out here. You should try to go see it. So, in the world of social media, where clout chasing is like damn near a drug, how do you keep yourself away from... The social media stunts to get attention. Cause that's what when a lot of artists' music ain't buzzing the way they want it to, they'll set up some fake beef or set up some type of crazy shit during the interview to get the views, to get the attention. How do you steer clear of doing that? Or do the label ever pressure you? Like, hey man, we need we need you to get out here and I'ma just stay solid, get your soldier boy on. Like you feel I just me? stay solid to myself. You gotta be real with yourself. I stay solid with myself, bro. I'm not finna do no weirdo rap shit. To gain popularity or notoriety for nothing. If you're gonna fuck with my music, go fuck with it eventually. You know what I mean? You're gonna get to know me as a person and you're gonna deal with me. Then you're gonna understand why I do what I do or why I rap the way I rap or you're just gonna like me as a, as a person. Most people in the industry that's like A list celebrities that I know and I fuck with, I know they don't know a K Boy song, but it's cool. <laughs> I used to take that personally now, but I was like, nah, they really just fuck with me as a person. So the things that I do get accomplished, like having the rappers pull up and come do things for me for shockers because of my relationship, they just fuck with me. 
And some of these people are like, damn, okay, well, you know these niggas, they say, y'all homies, why y'all ain't got no song? Sometimes it don't be about the song, to be about the relationship. So I just stay solid, bro. I don't need to do any of that. It's gonna happen when it's happened. It's God time, it ain't my time. So it's gonna happen when it's supposed to happen. So I don't need no fake stunts and no propaganda, none of that bullshit to get no type of buzz, bro. I'm gonna let the music speak for itself. He ain't gonna fuck with me musically, but he's just gonna fuck with me as an individual. And that shit gonna coincide with each other anyway. So from the outside looking in, people that's not privy to the industry, you know, they say, if you don't wanna be disappointed, don't meet your heroes. Cause they usually say, when you, when you meet the people you look up to, nine times out of 10, you, they're not what you expected to be. So with you being in the industry now and meeting a lot of A-list, is it like that? Like, damn, cause I thought, he was like, he ain't nothing like yeah. his music. Like, yeah, God damn. Them, yeah, some of them is weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of, I, yes, yeah, some of them is weirdos, bro. You be like, what? But the ones I came across, I be like, okay, you really who you say you are. And I'm not even talking about no tough man street shit. Like, oh, you really a dope individual yourself. Okay, you cool. Like, I always give Mozzie his flowers. Mozzie, like, I, 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 I don't know. What what's going on in in Northern California, Sacramento, where he from? But I know when I see that nigga, and when he be out here, he move accordingly, and that nigga show nothing but love. You know what I mean? And he show me a lot of love too. Anytime I call him, he pull up. You feel me? So, Mozzie one of them, Buster Rhymes one of them, Swiss Beats one of them. These are all dudes I have personal relationships with that some people probably wouldn't even know. Like, yeah, it's some dope, some dope individuals, some top players out here. That's real dope. Shout out to Mozzie, man. Like you say, Mozzie, he 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 one of the ones I met. Like he he real. He came to the section, did a video, and shit. I didn't even think he knew who a nigga was. I'd seen him out at a couple clubs. He, hey, I'm like, damn, this nigga remember a nigga? Like, that's crazy. Like, this nah, nigga yeah. is one of them niggas. Like, he makes sure to show love. Like in a club, he'll come out of his section. Hey, what's it? He one of them ones. Like, that's that's nah, real. Yeah. Super shout out. Shout out Mozzie, man. Freak Mozzie. A lot of niggas don't like game, but if he know you and he fuck with you, like Chuck, that's my nigga, bro. I fuck with I fuck with game. A lot of niggas be talking what they talk, but if he know you and he fuck with you, he gonna do anything. That's why I be telling niggas. They be like, oh shit, I seen game on the billboards with the shocker. Like, yeah. Cause we had that like a little video, right? I had to turn the comments off because niggas was saying some crazy shit. I be laughing at the comments though. Niggas be trolling. But I'm like, if you know him, you know him. Yeah. So it do look like he didn't want to be there. But I'm like, it's early in the morning. Yeah. First of all, y'all don't know how long we've been there. I know what video you talking about. Was that a video where he had a sweatsuit or something on? Yeah, the shocking sweatsuit. Oh, yeah. Said, yeah, I, seen I that was just talking yeah. about that with coming yeah. away here. Yeah, and a lot of people See, looking I didn't, at I didn't look at it like that. Go ahead. Dude. A lot of people <laughs> looking at it like, oh, uh, man, he got paid to be there. Yeah. Did pay him, but nigga, it ain't none of y'all business of what he got paid because <laughs> at the end of the day, nigga, he did it for a very, very, very low bro price. Cause like I said, shock is not my brand. If it was my brand, every nigga do it for me for free. But it's not my brand. It's somebody else's brand. I'm just working with the brand. So even the brand respects me. Like we understand that. We we gotta do what we gotta do. But you getting it for a ticket that whoa, we can't beat. So I was just letting people know, like, I had to bring that up, like, cause they look like, oh man, he ain't fucking with you, nigga. Why you, why you even got him right? The comments was getting crazy. But I didn't even want to hear that or see that because I'm like, y'all really don't know. It's a few niggas I didn't even know. I had to send them the video with him giving me my flowers on stage when he brought me out to perform. I saw that too. Like, yeah, like, bro, like, you not even seeing it because y'all don't even know me. Y'all just kind of just came because you know reels, you would get more people that don't follow you than follow you that see your reel. You know what I mean? And shit, that shit almost got like three, 300,000 views. And when I check my analytics, like that shit like 275,000 non-followers. I don't know how the algorithm worked, but that shit hit big just on yeah. that video. The, them reels is where it's at. They, yeah. they fucking with So when reels. they seen that, they just don't understand it. So I brought that up. I say all that to say like, I deal with them like no matter what they thought, like he really a genuine dude if he knows you and he fucks with you. But that's with anybody though. Like, a nigga really know you and fuck with you, he gonna show you that love. But if I don't really know you like that, then everything will just be business. And you gotta have tough skin, bro, in this industry. A lot of people like, bro, this is a business. Everybody ain't friends. Niggas ain't grow up with each other. Yeah. You feel me? Because even niggas we grew up with, nigga, be on some weirdo shit. Right. So I can't get mad at a nigga that's a rapper. And there's no shade to that, because I'm a rapper. I used to take that offensive. 
in the hood. But now I was like, I embrace it. I do rap. Like, what kind of weird shit I was on? <laughs> call me no rapper again? Like, nigga, that's what I do. <laughs> you literally a that's rapper, That's like LeBron nigga. saying, don't call me no fucking basketball player. Yeah. yeah. Nigga, I'm from Akron. Like, <laughs> nigga, you are a superstar Laker. Nigga, that's what you are. Just, I'll just embrace it, bro. But it's cool, though. Like, like I said, it's a lot of real genuine dudes that's in the industry that's for sure 100. Do the uh, comments fuck with you? Or do they... Do they uh... I be laughing. No, it, it got annoying because it's like, I really know it. It, it, it. Like I said, look how many fucking views. So just imagine if that got that many views, how many comments was coming in. So my shit was just going off all day consistently like, oh my God, here go another troll. Here goes another nigga saying some weirdo shit. But no, it's good. I read the comments. I take it for the good and the bad. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, I, I look at certain people's opinions on how they may feel about the music. I don't worry about no troll shit. I don't worry about no internet tough shit, bro. Honestly, I ain't never really got disrespected on the internet with my so-called enemies. I don't get going live and niggas be calling me a crab or anything, no weird shit like that. Like, half of the time when I feel like I get trolled, these niggas be somewhere in Spain somewhere. Like, nigga, this is the internet, bro. <laughs> yeah, they trying to have fun at damn self. Yeah, I don't even be paying no attention because I'm outside. I'm like, I'm really outside. I be yeah. outside, so I'm like... A nigga want to get at me, he can, because I'm really, I'm everywhere. Hey, shout out to the trolls, man. Y'all be making my day, because they be trolling the fuck out of my, they be trolling the fuck out of my videos, for sure, but that should be making my day. let you know that you doing something. For, for sure. a nigga to come all the way to my page that you don't know, you ain't following me. Then I'll be laughing. I'll be like, you ain't even following me. So I, I just- it's So just, nigga doing something right. You, yeah, you ain't following nigga and you looking- Bro, it's just the internet. Sure. That's why they say no bad publicity. As long as they talking, you stand relevant. So yeah, most definitely. Day, it don't even matter. The niggas mad at that. But the nigga didn't have to come and do what he did regardless if he was paying him or not. So for niggas to be thinking how they think. Yeah. So if anybody following you, like you said, you was inconsistent. You had a fall off from where you was with the Kendricks, the schoolboys, and the XYZs. And for people that's not following me that don't know, it was kind of a reason behind that. Even with you saying, you know, I wasn't inconsistent, um, you you wind up getting shot. Yeah. You want to touch on that? I mean, I know you've talked about it a million times, but for I anybody mean, who- No, bro, it's, it's, it's a common question. Yeah. And people going to ask, I'm probably going to tell this story a million times. It's all good. It's, it's a part of my story. It's my life. Yeah, that really put a, a halt on a lot of things. I got shot. Um, it'll fuck with you mentally. Um, then I started seeing- all my homeboys flourish when I was healing. Like Nip, J-Rock, Glasses, all them like really start cracking around the time because I got shot in 2010. That's when everybody start elevating and going like this. And I'm just watching, you know, from the couch rehabilitating. Like I supposed to be there with them. So it did fuck with me mentally. And like I said in another interview, bro, like I came back, I tried to come back to music where it was the jerk era. There's nothing wrong with that music, but I wasn't doing music like that. I was like really doing super, super traditional gangster rap. So I didn't know how to evolve with that at that moment. I didn't know how to. So I felt like, oh, it's 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 a rap. Then I started getting calls like, oh man, Interscope wanted to sit down with you, man. Your shit got across Jimmy Iveen's right hand man, but you got shot up. And I thought like that was cool because you look at 50 and pot, you thought like, oh, that was gonna catapult my shit. They start looking like, ah, oh, no, nah, that nigga's a motherfucking liability. It's not an asset. So nobody started fucking with me. And then the whole persona of me just being this crip, this east side turned up crip, I was just like, bro, I, I'm not even extra out like that. You feel me? I'm from where I'm from, but but that's what I wanted when I was younger. Yeah. And when I got it, man, that shit stopped a lot of shit. So I was just, mentally, I was fucked up. And then, like I said, so when I finally do come back to music, Again, um, I leave G Malone and all them. I, I still big bro. Like his older brother Pooh managing me right now. So at the end of the day, I still got ties with them. I try to do it myself, which I had a little success. I made it to the radio. LA Lakers played me, Felly Phil when he was popping, he played me. So I felt like damn, I did this on my own. When I was with them, it wasn't happening like that. So that'll make you think like, oh shit, nigga, was y'all niggas hold me back? Cause now I'm by myself. And shit happened where I thought it would happen even more because I'm attached to this name. But at the end of the day, it was never like that. Like my nigga was trying to get himself popping. He was still trying to establish himself as an artist. So me being underneath him, you know, I was just being ignorant, thinking like, oh nigga, you trying to hold me back? Oh, you just mad because I'm better than you. And you know, just 
thinking thinking that, knowing that that nigga glass is hard as fuck. I'm talking crazy to the nigga. <laughs> ego shit. Huh? Nah, ego, ego and pride to fuck you up. So I do all that. It's still hot while I've been inconsistent. Then just real life happens. Like niggas, niggas don't share their real life. I'm, a, I'm an open book. Like nigga, money was up and down. Bills ain't getting paid. Lights getting cut off. So I was going through real life shit. But I'm K boy, cause the perception of me is I got it. I'm good. Oh, he signed. I've never been signed to anybody in my life. Everybody got that motherfucking perception now. K boy got it. Even to this day, like shit, cool. But I still go through regular shit just like the normal, the next person. Everybody thought I got it, but nobody seen like the pain I was going through. Then to top it off, when I come back now, recently, I quit in 2017. My brother got killed. I said, fuck everybody and everything. But my nigga Ray Ray, out the district, the one who got Kalen signed, uh, he was, Kalen was signed to his FCE shit and then ended up going to Rock Nation, but he actually helped me out, put some money in my pocket, got me into the studio, got me back on my shit. Cool. I still was like, man, this shit still ain't pan out. But then I was like, you know what? My brother was my number one supporter for real. Like, it's my road dog. So I'm like, you know what? Let me do this shit. Then my granny ended up dying. Everybody love that granny. I'm like, fuck. Why this shit keep happening? Niggas that I know close to me getting killed in the streets. I feel like I endured so much pain in like four years. It was crazy from the from my day my brother died to even to right now. Like, cause we had a double funeral. We had to bury my brother and his father, which was my stepfather. So my nigga, he died a week later. So I was going through so much, bro, like mentally and emotionally that I was just like, man, fuck all this shit. Like this shit ain't doing nothing anyway. This ain't paying. But when I go out, I still get treated like I got a hit record. So I was like, you know what? All right, let me just do this. And from then to now, bro, I just been super consistent and just been like, okay. This is what I really want to do. This is what I am going to do. Let me really take it serious to give myself my my chance, my shot. I ain't trying to do this shit forever, man. I got a six-year-old son that's dope. You feel me? He do music. So if anything, I still want to be in the business, but I'm going to give myself this shot. While my momentum is cracking and everybody want to listen to my story and want to hear me make good music, that's dope. You know what I mean? So I do want to do that because music is my number one passion. But when a nigga go through so much, bro, mental health is serious. Facts. And nobody wanted to really talk like, so I, I give game to everybody. I'm going all over the place because that shit is just crazy, but check in on your friends and family. Like, for real. When a nigga call you and they want to talk, I know sometimes shit get repetitive and you're like, man, I don't want to hear that. Man, here you go again. Women may not want to talk to their homegirls about their relationship problems because they feel like, oh, bitch, you still in a relationship. You let that nigga do that. But they just might not have the strength to get away just yet, and they just need that friend for you to talk because you don't know if you don't talk to her, she was trying to talk to you, that tomorrow she might just jump off the fucking ledge of the fucking freeway or something. And I'm not saying that, you know, uh, people like us is like, not strong-minded, but you don't never know. Look at the people, that, that, that nigga from Ellen. Like, everybody be thinking because niggas got it made or successful, like, I feel like them is the worst people. You go through the worst, worst shit when you're successful. You got all these motherfucking cousins you ain't know nothing about. Everybody's trying to get your bread. You might fuck around. And if you're not with the same woman, you might have to deal with these baby mamas. Mm. Um, you cannot please everybody. Biggie never lied, bro. More money, more problems. Because even when I did touch a lot of street money, I'm like, fuck. And then bills never go away, neither. So it's like, they're going to be here at the end of time. I ain't never known a nigga's like, I don't got no more bills. <laughs> Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> bro, shit is a motherfucker out yeah. here, man. So try to keep your sanity and, man, check on your people, man, because you just don't never know what a nigga going through. Mental health matters, man. We just recently did an episode speaking on that. We got another one coming soon. So that's deep that you touched on that because most, most artists, most celebrities, it really won't get too deep into that. It's just like, you know, I'm famous. I got money. It's all good. Like, probably fucked up. Be all, you I'll be me? fucked up, bro. Like. I gotta leave here like soon. Gotta go to this shit. Uh, 
niggas say you see your page, see you laughing and all that. I tell everybody, everybody on Instagram, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, everybody posts their highlights. Highlight reel. As you supposed to. Nigga, social media is a highlight reel. You may get a few people that post they, they, they dark moments, but that's because nobody around them in their intimate circle is hearing them, so they cry out to the internet. And we know that people, when you post something, I don't care who you are, you post it for a reaction. Facts. You post it for a comment. Nigga don't post a picture when you think you fly just because you think you fly. You want everybody else to think you fly, you too. You see this shit, nigga. For real. Yeah. Man, these women don't twerk on there for no reason. They want everybody to sit. That might be the only thing that they like, you know what? I tried to be a woman. I tried to show this nigga that I'm very intellectual and I'm fine and I could do this, but he don't want to see that, that I'm smart, I'm educated. All right, I don't get no likes. I might say the dopest quotes get like fucking 200 likes and shit. She turned her ass around, twerk nigga, and she fucking break the internet. So you <laughs> never this know. Is no, for real. And, and with us, my nigga, I could post all this. We could say, we could post all my dope, probably like dope moments of this interview that me, I was speaking positive. Some of it's gonna get dope, but if I had any type of beef with anybody, bro, that shit would have went viral. That shit would have really went viral. Yeah, if crazy. I was like, yeah, fuck Wooty Whoop on the dead homies, yeah, Wooty Whoop, and y'all put that and y'all titled it the right way, oh, that shit would be out of here. Ignorance is bliss, bro. Everybody love when shit be fucked up. Yeah, they're addicted to the chaos. Yeah, yeah. man, this shit is crazy. Negativity spread faster. That's yeah. that's a, that's a it fact. Do you yeah. be like, damn? I'm trying to say something positive and give some game back, shed some light. Possibly save somebody's soul. Niggas don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that, bro. Like, I don't know Krishan Rock, and me and Blueface had a, a couple of encounters. Not bad, cool. Like, you know, I know some schoolyard niggas, you know, and I don't know them, but if I really got to sit down with them, I'm like, bro, people are capitalizing and like having enjoyment off y'all trauma, y'all pain. Y'all don't even realize it. Maybe y'all are getting a bag from it. But me, outside looking in, that shit look crazy. I don't even entertain it, bro. I don't laugh at they shit or none of that shit. I'll be like, it's some real life shit going on over there. And they need to get it out. It's some pain and some trauma over there. Everybody else, man, just enjoying it, laughing about it, reposting it and all that. But I bet you, if that man do do some good shit and really get her cleaned up, she stopped drinking, and you be like, you know what, I'm finna marry her and all this and do this positive shit. If they had a positive podcast when nobody even fucking look at it. But since they know she gonna be drunk, they gonna get into it, my nigga gonna get mad, he gonna probably walk out on a trip, they tune in to that. And that shit's sad to me, you know what I mean? But shout out to them, man. I hope they get through whatever they get through, but I know it's trauma though. I can see it, my nigga, I have been through a lot too. You I, know she been through something in her life. I think a lot of that come from Majority of people, well, us, including me, we be fucked up in certain ways off of just from life. Life gonna do what it do to everybody. But I think it's just two sides to the coin of some people fucked up and they so happy to see other people just as fucked up as them. Then there's some people that could be fucked up and don't want you to go through that, but still can see that like, oh, you just hide your fucked up more than me. You know what I mean? I might could put mine out there. Like you said, you open book, you can speak on it. But other motherfuckers act like, they not going through shit ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then just be so happy to keep the attention off of them that they finally happy to see somebody else going through Misery it. Misery love now. company. Exactly, yeah. That's one of the most cliche sayings, but it's truthful though. Like You right though. But man, I hope they get through it though. Nah, you right. Shout out, shout out to Blueface, man. Shout out to Blueface. Uh, we running out of time, you feel me? I know you got a lot of important places to be. We don't want to hold you up too much, but. Nah, I'm going to come back though, man. I'm going to give y'all the, the, the full, the full, full Monty. I'm going to come back though. I fuck with this. This was cool. Come on, man. If come the time on, wasn't man. on the thing, I probably would have ran over though. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. Yeah. You know I mean? nah, we appreciate you coming out too on the set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good looking for showing yeah. love to the platform, man. You you doing big shit right now. Your name is buzzing right now, man. Keep that keep that shit going. You feel me? We, we full supporting over here. Hold on, what nah. you talking about? Something? And we support we support merch. So if you got any of your merch, we'll we'll put it out here. We support all black businesses, all black everything. Speaking of merch, shout out yeah. my nigga, shout out my nigga Bam. You feel me? Uh, Lil Bam. Shout out he yeah, my, my nigga yeah. Bam for twenties. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. He, he got all the all the crip wear that you see. Yeah, he'll be on here soon. He he'll, y'all see him on here soon. Uh, yeah, that's promoting the point guard of the streets. That's Lil Bam. Point guard of the streets, man. You feel me? Tap tap in with my boy Bam to get your merch. 
But yeah, yeah, you got anything besides the music coming? Any acting? Any any fucking weed strands? You got the shocker shit coming? Any endeavors? I got some shit. I don't want to speak too much on the weed shit, but just know that's coming. That's gonna go crazy. Say um, love. You know, like I said, I'm the creative director of Shock. I'm not going nowhere. We gonna keep elevating the brand. Um, new music on the way. I'm about to drop the uh, Gangsta Need Love Deluxe. Where and, can they reach you? Um, man, my biggest platform is Instagram, but everything my handles is Eastside K Boy. But Instagram is Eastside underscore K Boy, and shit, I'm not hard to find. I'm really outside, man. Um. Shout out to everybody that fuck with me. Shout out to my manager, Pooh. Shout out to the homegirl and the kid that got this interview cracking. She been on my head. Shout um, out to the kid, shout man. Out, yeah, yeah. Shout out, she been <laughs> on my head about it. Um, yeah, shout out Shaka. Shout out my team. My producers is dope. K-Twist, DJ Primetime, uh, Kreez the Artist, J Million, and the Rich Assholes. Them is my producers, man. So this hot shit that y'all hear, man, is because of them. You know what I mean? So it's all love, man. For sure. Yeah, Good looking, love. man. Make sure y'all share, Easter. like, subscribe to the channel. Once again, share, like, and subscribe to the motherfucking channel, man. I got a song for y'all, too. It's called We About to Go Viral. That never came out. Y'all might have that shit for y'all shit. Look, it's, we, we need an intro. Let's he, yeah, throw that motherfucker that for the, the longest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My God, yeah, say less, there. man. Yeah. The viral way. Bang.